All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I hate to break the fishing news after Amchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Episode 197 of the Real Life Podcast. Welcome in. We got hockey to talk about. I'm fired up. I'll introduce you to our cast of characters in just a second here. But first, I got to let you know that we are sponsored by the fine folks at Jappa Machinery. Check them out online, jappamachinery.com. They got everything you need. 815s, packers, asphalt rollers, excavators, and more. You can also give them a call, 780-962-5272. And now we bring in our cast of characters, which is wind-free. No wind on this podcast. (laughs) Chalmers is here. Uh, the young man who runs the very popular meme page, it became popular. It got taken down because Instagram wanted to take everything down, and he came back stronger than ever. Uh, young Kyler Mimamoto. How's it going, man? What's up? I'm going good. There we go. Audio quality good. Jay, you are at the Nation pop-up shop, and I saved your introduction for last because that's what where we're going to start. Uh, you're giving the fine folks some Nation gear before we really get going here, eh? Full disclosure, this is take two of the podcast, everyone. Mm-hmm. We fucking butchered the first take. Yep. There was a wind issue. There was connectivity issues. It was a fucking hot mess. Chalmers yelled at us all. Uh, I wish we actually recorded that portion so you could hear the passion for which Chalmers brings to the podcast. But yes, pop-up shop at Little Brick. We've got Nation Gear, Mission 2020 Gear. We're moving units. Sales guy, Jared. Rick, I guess, Nation Rick, Pint Rick, everything Rick, manning the table, moving the units. I think this is something we're going to do throughout the playoffs. Uh, it's been very well received. 
it's fun watching uh, coming out on the patio and seeing people in their newly acquired nation gear. So pay attention, everyone. We'll be promoting when the next shop is, uh, and we hope to see you. There, Love it. Promo done. Love it. That is a great promo we just cut up right there. Uh, okay, there's a lot for us to get to here. We got an exciting announcement about uh, betting talk coming up on the show. I think I'm going to save that one for last. And what we're going to do, we're going to talk about our first look at the Edmonton Oilers. They played the Flames in that exhibition game. It was glorious. It was a ton of fun getting to watch the Oilers in their first game back. Mimamoto, you are the guest, so I will go to you first. What did you think about just like the overall presentation of these games? Like, I mean, I think the NHL did a fucking amazing job with the screens and everything going on there. It looks visually appealing. Yeah, I mean, it looks amazing. They definitely have to work on some of the sound, I think. Like, yeah. maybe maybe turn up the fan volume, you know, and, and you can tell, like, the goal horns when the goals are scored, they're kind of terrible quality. But, I mean, I, I think that's probably the least of their concerns. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, when I first saw the simulation of, like, all the screens and everything, like the render, that mm-hmm. looked amazing. I, I was so hyped. Uh, Chalmers, we we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast when we saw the images. Did you watch the game, Oilers Flames? I did. So I was on a job site at six o'clock, and I was like, all I wanted to do was see the beginning of things. And I actually tuned in on my on my laptop or on my iPad the moment that uh, Ron McLean came on, and it was super weird feeling because I got like weirdly emotional because he went right into the Eddie show uh, Eddie Shack thing, yeah. and and then it showed the beginning of the, uh, like it showed, it panned around the arena, showed all the Maple Leafs and the Canadians standing, you know, one by one on the blue line. And then the anthems played. And all I could think about was how normal it felt uh, for me and how odd it must feel for the players standing there. They're hearing the national anthems and they're hearing the announcers and they're kind of in this own little bubble of theirs. And it just must have felt fucking lonely. Like, that's what I would have felt. I would have felt lonely. But to me, I did get, like, weirdly, like, choked up just watching that first thing. And then, drop of the puck was happened. I thought the stands looked great. I thought, thought, like, the way that they presented all the screens and the way that the shots were. And then Toronto scores the first goal, and you slightly hear the fans. I know what you're talking about, Miyamoto. The buzzer was a little, little fuzzy, but... It felt, it felt so good. It felt weirdly fucking normal. And then I had to remind myself that it was July and <laughs> this was anything but normal. But so, yeah. So then I, I tuned out of that game and then I got home and I kept my boys up. I said, tonight is hockey night, boys. We're going to sit here and we're going to watch hockey. And kind of same exact presentation to go into the Oilers-Flames game as was for the Canadians and the Maple Leafs game. And... I got like weirdly choked up again. It was, I don't know what it was, but it was just like, I said to the boys, I'm like, you're not going to feel this again. Like we had this taken away from us. We're in the middle of July. We're getting it back. This is, this is like, this is kind of a big deal. And it felt like that. I don't know if I'm the only one that felt that way, but it was overwhelming. It was a weird feeling. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying there. Like it, it felt normal again. Like it almost felt like, when the game was on, you blocked everything else out. Like it was, you could just focus on hockey for two and a half hours. Jay, did you cry when the game started? I cry. Very... I, I got choked up. Don't fuck around. I didn't cry. Choked up. Oh yeah. Well, the, the whole. But, but like, who who's not gonna feel it on the you know get hit in the feels with that uh, opening presentation for Colby Cave? So like, yeah. we're all yeah. fucking yeah. human here. So yeah. of course. 
And I will rarely say this, but the Oilers did a first-class job with the whole Colby Cave thing. They did it with the uh, also with the Colby Cave scrimmage. Uh, top top marks for that, uh, and also the NHL, in my opinion, is nailing it. Um, yes, there's always going to be little tweaks and improvements, and yes, they got to work with the, the 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 crowd noise and stuff. But they'll, I think, they'll level all that stuff up for playoffs. Like the exhibition games is kind of like the laboratory where they're kind of trying to find the secret sauce or the secret formula, but. Optically, when you're watching those games, like you're just like the whole thing going in is like, oh shit, it's going to be so weird watching this in an empty building. Like watching baseball is weird, but the way they've set up those arenas, like it, it, I, I, I was locked right into the play. Like the minute the puck dropped, I was in. I wasn't feeling this eerie feeling that uh, watching people play in an empty building I thought would produce because they've done a good job. Uh, from a production standpoint, and also with the, the the new camera angles and all that stuff, I was thoroughly impressed. Mimamoto, do you think that uh, the fact that there was no crowd there made it harder for the players to get into the game, or did you think that like because of the fact that it was just hockey again and it was an exhibition game, and they knew that playoffs were literally starting in three days, that it didn't matter to them? Because I I don't really have an opinion either way. So I'm wondering if any of you guys do. It's 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 hard to uh, it's hard to say honestly because I mean in, in the Oilers Flames game it definitely looked at the very least like a regular season game and I mean uh, maybe the NHL planned that because they knew that if it was you know a bunch of rivalries on the same day they would they would probably play up the standard with uh, what they were playing with all year so you know as soon as Cassian got that hit off on uh, I think it was Gustafson yeah. you know oh, the game that. just the game just ramped up like that and I mean. Yamamoto scored like a minute in, so obviously they were pretty ready to go. But uh, some of the other games, like Chicago and the Blues, I, I, I fell asleep. They were obviously <laughs> not trying. Does your do your DMs blow up every single time Kyler Yamamoto scores a goal? Every single time, <laughs> every single time. I love it. I, I like as soon as he even touches the ice, it's like ten follow requests. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, but you're right. I think I think they might have done that on purpose and scheduled in the rivalry games to really try to see if they can get the atmosphere picked up. Big hits, some scrums and all that. But when they score, the analogy I used today on the air was when they score, it's the same reaction that happens when you score in the 10 p.m. beer league game. Like some, whoa, what is going on right now? Sorry, just walking through to go to a quieter place. But, right, like, you know, they, they smile. They maybe let out a little fuck yeah. A, a few fist bumps and it's kind of back to the bench. I'll be interested to see what the next level is. Like, will we ever get a point where guys are going nuts when they score? Are we going to get those passionate playoff oh, celebrations? Hell yeah. You think we are? Dude, it, it this, is playoff. Playoff. this is playoffs now. Like, I think, I think that first game was a real nice moment for those guys to just get, you know, get used to the fact that there is no fans. Now, I know they're not going to hear crowd noise, but yeah, I believe they're going to be fucking jacked. The crowd noise, like, I, I don't know if this is a stupid question. They don't hear that in the stands, right? Like, are they no, pumping they don't. in any time? No, they don't. Zero. It's, it's absolutely quiet. God. So that would, I, I wonder if they are all used to it now after just one game or if it's mm. going to be fucking odd every game. I think it'll take a no, while. No, they'll get locked in. They'll get locked in. There's moments in those playoff games that, like, you like if you're so in the zone, you don't hear anything. So like uh, it's 
I think they're just going to get locked into the moment of playoffs. It, maybe it, it might take a game or two to like really ramp up, but I think like everyone knows what they're competing for. Uh, it's still the Stanley Cup, so I think that emotion is going to show. I'm so proud of the NHL and like everything that they've done because we are now we're at Thursday. You know, it's been about a week or I don't know how many days, ten yeah, days since they've and like. In the PGA, they had they had positive tests the next, you know, seven days after their first event. Baseball, it's been a complete fucking nightmare, obviously. We all know that. The NHL, like, I'm, I'm really curious to see, and I will reiterate this on Monday if we continue to see exactly what we've seen, but they're doing it right, and I'm proud of them because they're the first ones to do it right. And it, like... yeah. Like, it shows. It's a great look for us. I swear, I love it. The association had its issues early. You had players, you know, tweeting out or posting pictures of, like, the shitty food they were getting in the hotel rooms. You've had guys going out to Magic City. We talked about that, obviously. <laughs> the NHL hasn't had, to my knowledge, a negative storyline from inside the bubble. Like, I talk, It Frank's, looks good. Yeah, Frank Saravalli today, he yeah, said he's had... He's had the, a few messages of guys being like, oh, the food at the buffet looked shitty. Or uh, the AC stopped oh, working Frank for a few Sarabelli. hours. Oh, yeah, the AC. Take, fucking, take all yeah, the well, trips to the old that, that's, that's, that's a bad look on Sutton Place to have their AC yeah. crap out when it did. But, but like, that's just an hot day of the year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there like, haven't been any issues. So I do think the NHL deserves a ton of credit for pulling yep. this off. Like, it's, been, it's been great. Buy yeah, a like dollar you, for every time a furnace or an air conditioner broke down at the exact worst possible time. I wouldn't. I'd be doing this podcast for for fun all day long, every day, because that shit happens Christmas Eve. Of course, it was something was bound to happen. That is minor. Did uh, are you surprised they didn't invite you in the bubble to fix things like that? Why wouldn't they? Have? They need handyman like me. I <laughs> I wonder what they would have been paying. Just run around and fix people's shit. Um, Probably be a lot busier than you think. Yeah. I, yeah. I wonder, now I bet the hotel maintenance staff, it's mask and all that, but like, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast yet. Um, I have a family member who works for the NHL. He does like, he'll be in the penalty box some games. He'll be up top keeping stats and shit. When the NHL went to go get like employees for this to do that kind of stuff, because you still have to do it. They didn't give them the option of like, you can come for two weeks or three weeks or a month. They were like, if you are coming, you need to commit to the full 70 some days, which is insane to me. Anyways. That's pretty weird that they went. Well, could they, you know what? That's a you ha, you're you're introducing new problems if you yeah. halfway through the whole thing you yeah. allow everybody to leave and new to come in. You're just yeah. risking it. Like I only think people can leave commitment. the bubble. Now that the yeah. bubble's formed, you can only leave. You cannot enter. I'm not sure if I would do that for all 70 days. I'm not sure. That's like you know if you do it, you're a hero. Was. Yeah, it could be an experience. Yeah. Everyone who's doing it, players included, uh, are heroes right now because they're restoring something that is so important to so many. And this mean, oh god, sorry. No, no, and it's an, and they're actually doing a good job with it. Yeah. Our our favorite show, Big Brother, starts on Wednesday. And how many days is oh. Big Brother if you have to win it? Ninety. Yeah, ninety. Ninety. Yeah. Is it confirmed starting on Wednesday? That's what I it said. So, yeah. I saw I saw an advertisement for it this morning. So how much global. stimulation. So much programming to consume now. Mimamoto, are you a Big Brother guy, or do you even know what that is? Cause given um, I mean, I'm aware of it. I don't really watch TV, though. So. Like, Mimamoto is so young that your Remchuk's old. 
Well, yeah, actually, that's what I was going to say. He's young and he knows what he's talking about. So me talking to him is kind of like you guys when you're talking to me, right? Well, Mimamoto quietly is becoming the star and the boss of the show. I don't know if you're noticing that. He speaks with conviction and knows more than all of us. And we got all the audio issues figured out. Can I I ask a couple? I need to ask a couple questions about the life of a meme account that has been, that was obviously, how, how many followers did you have the day you lost your account? Uh, actually, I I literally have a screenshot framed. Um, oh, this is the one that uh, uh, our audience. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most of you. See, oh, actually, my dad's in the room right now. Yeah, it was 16.7 k. So 16.7 thousand. That's pretty sweet. Okay. So, so talk to me when you lost an account with over seventy thousand. Okay. Yeah, no, I was I was I was feeling for you guys that day because we got deleted like basically on the same day. It was the same day. It was like the same algorithm. We're fighting. Hey, Don't worry. We'll fight the he, fight for us. As you said, he's young. Trust me. He'll probably have an account deleted at 100000 in a year. When I'm guessing I will, bigger. honestly. So is, is so the new one is the better Kyler Mimamoto? Uh, what's the new, new no, meme account? No, oh, no. It, it's, it's not Mimamoto. My friend made an account called Better Mimamoto, actually. What a You're trying to trick Instagram. <laughs> He's one of my uh, close buddies. I know him since like. Dude, you know how you, Great you know how you made you know how you made a difference is when the first when I when I search Kyler Mimamoto, the first two things that come up is the better Mimamoto, so uh, uh, somebody who copied you, a flagrant copycat site, and then something called the hell was it? Uh, it was a it was a Kyler Mimamoto management. Their thing is not <laughs> the real Kyler Mimamoto, just a fan. Trying to help. <laughs> yes. So have- there's also one about my mom. Oh, what? That's a little weird. Yep. Yeah. What's that one called? So there are now parody. Uh, oh, you say that was such a <laughs> not, not Mama Moto exists from not when my mom, mom walked in on one of my uh, live streams. How old Hilarious. are you again? Are you 17 now? Yeah, I'm 17. Interesting. So when you are the kid in school who has the most, I'm assuming no one else in your school has an account with like 17,000 followers. Uh, no. So are you like the talk of the town? Are you the fucking sheriff around there? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I try to stay humble. I mean, I'm not, it's not like there's people that like walk up to me in, in class and are like, yo, can I get your autograph? Although it has happened once. Um, like, I mean, it's a big deal, but it's not really at the same time. I mean, it's pretty cool to have that much influence, even yeah. if it's just on like Instagram or something and you're just in okay. high school. Next question. When your friends come up to you, when people come up to you and they and they know that you have the meme account, do they present you with memes that they think are great that they would like you to use? Question one. Question two. Has anybody ever tried to make you pay them to use one of theirs? I love this. Um, question two. No. Um, okay. But question one, all the time. My friends and come up they- to me and, and they make stuff on like Snapchat or whatever. And they're like, yo, you funny dude. And like, I mean, maybe. But the quality is pretty low, you know. Okay, so so what what does a good Mimamoto meme have to have in it in order to pass the test and get put on your page, or does it have to be made by you? Are you going to strictly only consist of your own qual like your own um, self made shit? You know, I, I post some of my uh, other friends' stuff if it's actually like like I think it's funny. To be honest, I just post whatever I think is funny. A lot of people, you know, sometimes are like. This post sucks. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, At this no point, it's cares. just like what I think is funny, right? Who That's cares? Get, followers. 
Yeah, you're getting in your hack. Okay, okay, okay. So that's good. Those are my questions. Okay. So we can move on and go back to uh, talking about the Oilers on the ice against the Calgary Flames. Was was Chalmers fanboying there? Uh, a little bit. Oh I my hope God, not. I keep getting okay. calls. Fanboying? I'm trying to get answers for the people, you fuck. <laughs> uh, so the Oilers on the, the ice, uh, really impressed with what they brought. I know they got like outplayed for like 30 minutes, but I don't think Connor McDavid tried harder than 70% at any well, of that hockey that. Absolutely if not. That. Absolutely not. Which like, just got me more excited because I'm like, I know you're not trying, Connor, and you still look amazing. He made and then tra- that look off goal. Yeah, <laughs> he made Travis Hamonic look like a fool. And throughout training camp, well, like, great. you're a fool thinking tra- Travis. Oh fuck, Hannafin, Hannafin, try fucking Noah Hannafin. Jeez, Noah Hannafin. I Jeez, did that your on the and your air. The hockey knowledge is subpar. I did that twice on the air too, and I didn't catch myself either time. Um, but yeah, he made Hannafin look like a fool. Gregor had the report during training camp of Connor McDavid might be on another level. And I'll start with you here, Mimamoto. After watching him through whatever he played, 17 minutes against the Flames, it's pretty easy to believe that he may have actually tapped into another level. If that's his like 70 or even like 50%, his 100% might be like probably the best we've seen from him ever. Probably. And I mean, he scored that sick goal on the no look uh, shot in through the legs. That was absolutely amazing. But sick. I mean, you're right when he when you say he was only at like seventy percent or so because he wasn't really you know he's trying to lay it off because they were in the league. He didn't for, want to. He wanted there. to pass so bad. He was trying to. Oh yeah, he was pass first on everything. He, he, he was forced to pass it. Yeah, he should have had five or six goals that game if he just took like Definitely. half of his shooting opportunities. The Flames like, defense didn't have their best day either. No, 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 no. Flames are in trouble. I've said this on the podcast. I've said it a ton of times, and I always get fucking heat for it from people. I don't think the Flames' defense is that good. They have big names, but, like, Giordano's getting up there in age. I know he's still a good defenseman. Like, I'm not trying to sit here and say they have a shitty blue line, but people like to hop out and be like, oh, the Flames' defense is why they're going to beat Winnipeg, and it's, it's not that great. Like, they have some nice pieces, but it's not some unstoppable force to me. Yeah, no, defense usually doesn't win you series. And I mean, too. the Flames isn't really, like, it's better than average. I'll give yeah. it that. I think it's better than the Oilers in this case this year. But uh, even now? That, that's definitely not that. If they win against Winnipeg, it's going to be because Gaudreau goes, like, absolutely insane. Which he won't. Which he won't, yeah. I don't even, I hardly noticed him that game. Exactly. And now imagine if he goes up against Hellebuck. Exactly. Like, yeah. And Hellebuck on the Amazing other side. Amazing goalie. And, he, and, and the other thing is, is Winnipeg has got a lot of meat on the bone. And Johnny's going to disappear. Just like last year. Just like last Just year. Just like last year. Like, Johnny, I, oh, go Chalmers. Well, Johnny had one flash. You remember how bad, like, he was really bad last year. Yeah. I, like, I have to admit. But he had one little flash, I think it was in the second period, where I was like, God, you know, I just, he was so good when he was good, but then he's he, so fucking bad right Yeah, now. like he can be. Like it's there. Maybe, maybe, and maybe he's matured. And he's, he's entered a new level. Like I don't think having Lucic on the team is going to improve his play. No. I just, they have an all around unlikable team. From Sam Bennett to Kachuk to Lucic. I mean, there's a lot of unlikable characters on that team. Do you remember when the Flames picked Sam Bennett and Mark Spector tweeted, Connor McWho? The Flames fans are going to love this Bennett kid. And I like Mark Spector. I think he's good at what he does. Um, but that tweet was like an all-time bad take. 
yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit more about the Oilers here. Like, one of the other things I noticed in that game, and it was evident on the Yamamoto goal, but, like, at the end of the year, Oscar Clefbaum was not healthy. And now Oscar Clefbaum should be 100%. There should be nothing holding him back. I actually think Clefbaum might be one of the bigger X factors that's not being talked about with this Oilers team. Like, having him at 100% fully rested on this blue line is huge because when he's healthy, I think he's... When he's on his A game, I don't think I'm out of line saying he's a borderline top 10 D-man. Top 10, I don't know about. I, I think he's top 20 for sure, and people don't believe me on my story when I say that, but... Like, he does things that a lot of people can't do. He is undoubtedly top pairing this year um, when he's healthy, of course. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're, you're, you're right. You're right. checking the sense that he could be an X-Factor because this is probably, he probably wasn't, like, he, he does battle getting banged up, uh, like, every season. Every like, year. he was probably banged up in our last cup run uh, or playoff uh, mm-hmm. run. So, yeah, the fact that, yeah, he could, he could be an X-Factor, but also, like, Ethan Bear's an X-Factor. Like, we've got, like and whatever, I drink the Kool Aid, uh, and that is well documented. Like, but there's like there is like five X factors on the Oilers roster right now, and that's why I think we've got a chance to do some damage. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, like we've had Gene on Oilers Nation Radio. We had Wilkie on there as well. We had Jack Michaels on this one. Everyone seems to like. There's such a high sense of belief around people who cover the team, and obviously the players on the team as well, and the fan base. Like, it feels like the beginning of something good. With that being said, Chicago is going to be a difficult team to put away. We'll get to that in a second. The last area when looking at that game, that exhibition game, there were there were little things throughout the game, like little feelings that I missed. I missed sitting on Twitter and tweeting out random nonsense. And because, mm-hmm. you know, every other Oilers fan is on Twitter, like in the middle of the game, you could literally tweet out like fucking goalpost and it'll get like 90 yeah. likes within two minutes. Oh, yeah. Every Oilers yep. fan <laughs> is on Twitter. Um, Dude, okay. I got something to say about that. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt you. So I, within the first two minutes, went on to Twitter and I posted a picture of Elliot Friedman's face, which is awesome. I think he looks amazing. Hilarious. I think it's fantastic. So I want to tell everybody that because I figured I needed to get on social media more. I fucking hate social media so much. I couldn't watch the game, okay? All, all of a sudden, uh, uh, Electric Jordan hits me up and says you got to go on the twitch live stream and i'm like sounds good let's give it let's check it out dude i don't know how you guys do it i cannot concentrate on twitter on twitch a live stream and watch a, a hockey game i was missing I, I basically found myself not even watching a hockey game how do you do it you, you got a parachute I, I was trying to juggle it two chalmers and i just decided i'm like i am going in and out in and out, I'm giving myself some dedicated time so I can watch hockey. Because I was like, you know, I'm like, how the fuck am I just going to bounce between the apps and just rave in both and then still somehow watch all this? Like, for some people, it's, 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 it's a talent. They can pull it off. But, like, geez, unless I had, like, nine devices and, like, ghostwriters writing for me, I don't know how the fuck you do it. It Honestly, it was so hard. Well, Mimamoto, you're young. I think your generation is going to grow up multitasking a lot better than me. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I actually, I kind of prefer just sitting down and watching the game, you know, but uh, I definitely consider it, you know, I, I can, I can definitely sit on my phone and, you know, provide some commentary on my, like, my oh. story, Twitter, whatever. I, Sometimes I even when I'm watching the games on Twitch. Well, you're yeah, a big Twitch guy. Twitch just fucking goes off. Like if you want to get into it, woo! 
It is fucking engagement on blast. Chalmers, yeah, crazy. I, love it. Chal- I think you have to go in and out. I think it's the only way to do it. Yep. Chalmers, you're kind of like the anti-Mimamoto. You, like, hate social media. You're grouchy. You're much older. <laughs> you're not not Mimamoto. But, I, yeah. but here's the thing. I'm consuming what people like him do. Yeah. I just don't want to fucking do it. And, like, when somebody says to me, you got to be more engaged on social media during the hockey game, my answer quickly at now is going to be absolutely not because it takes me away from the game. I want to engage. I found myself I found myself not talking to my two kids or my wife that was sitting with me watching this hockey game. And they'd be like, oh, did you see that? And I'd look up and I'd be like, no, I didn't. What am I doing? Why am I focusing so much on talking about a game that I'm watching, which is forcing me not to watch the game, and I'm missing stuff? It's the dumbest thing. And so yeah. I just... Try the Try the parachute approach next game. In and out. The, In and out. The th- One and done. There's something to be said about about that, though, because like I'm kind of like that. For the, the teams I'm a biggest fan of, like when the Bills have a playoff game, if the Jays have a big game, which hasn't happened for a long, year, for a lot of, long time, even a big Oilers game, I don't like going to a bar. I don't like having a big party. Like for the game on Saturday, my parents are like, oh, we're putting our TV on the deck, like have everyone over, blah, blah, blah. And I honestly just want to sit on my couch with my TV there and not be disrupted. Like, I'm kind of like that where I just like being absolutely dialed in. I pull up my phone. I tweet some fucking nonsense during the commercial breaks about, you know, well, like Mimamoto said, add some commentary in and then go back to it. Like, I'm not big into having 20 people around me talking and socializing while there's a game on it. Totally takes away from the experience. I just tune them out. I go playoff mode and I just like, I just live and breathe every second and fucking giveaway and power play and penalty kill in playoffs. Right, because if I go back to the the times that I think about, that I remember watching playoffs, like the 2006 Cup run, we would get together at almost the same person's house every day, and, and we'd we'd all be in it together. And, if, and at that point, you didn't live fucking stream or, like, you know, watch a game on Twitter. Dude... Like, I prefer to just, like, experience the game with the people that I'm with, whether that's a big or small crowd. I understand how, like, much a brand like Oilers Nation needs that kind of thing. So, and I know there's people that absolutely love it, but uh, I just, I don't. If, like, I have a couple buddies who are, like, almost similar to me where they, when we're watching a game, it is, like, shut up and watch it. And that's a little bit better, but like I just don't like a lot of background noise. I, and I also I like listening to the commentators. We're so lucky we have Chris Cuthbert calling these games because he is a living legend. Um, but I like listening to the game. I like hearing the little stats and all that. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm an old man at heart, but I just prefer quiet. I can enjoy the games all the same if I'm worth like a group of thirty people, or it's just me by myself sitting on the couch watching the game. But, uh, I mean, it can definitely get annoying, especially when I'm kind of streaming the games on Twitch. Like, I look over at chat, and then I miss something, you know, in the game. So, I definitely get that. Exactly. I think that's one of my biggest problems is once I don't want to miss anything. You know, if I say something, I want to see the responses, and I want to be able to respond to other people. So, like, I almost focus too much in on not missing something on the Twitch live stream that it totally takes me away, where I need to learn how to basically – be able to just selectively go back, throw in a comment, right, and just have some mm-hmm. fun with the people, look at it mm-hmm. for like the next 30 seconds to a minute, 
and they go back to the game. I believe there's a balance there. I'm an old, yep. grumpy man, and I uh, <laughs> I haven't found it yet. <laughs> uh, you're listening to The Real Life Podcast, episode 97. Not only are we brought to you by Jappa, but we have another great sponsor, and that's Oodle Noodle. Uh, they also do some great work for charity right now. 10% of all in-store purchases are going to a local charity. So here's how that works. You buy some noodles. Your stomach is happy. That makes you happy. Oodle Noodle is happy. Your community is happy because they donate to charity. How's that for an ad read? Jay, uh, again, you said it on Monday, but what's the charity this week? We call what you just referred to, your M. Chuck, the Circle of Happiness. Yes. Uh, this week we are with the Edmonton Youth. Okay, I'm going to butcher this because it's so long. Yeah. Edmonton Youth Justice Committee Society. Nailed it. That is who we're supporting this week. They're a terrific charity helping youth in need uh, that are having issues with the legal system. Uh, so great charity. Super pumped to be with them. Check out the video with Terry and I uh, talking about it. And uh, thank you, everyone, for supporting us during these crazy times. We also have an exciting announcement to make on the podcast. As you know, we like to do this during the hockey season. We like to talk about gambling. And now, Mimamoto, cover your ears because you are not legally allowed to place any wages. You're not of age. Yep. That's right. Um, so, yeah, Mimamoto, hang tight. We'll add you back into the chat as soon as we're done talking about the Odd Shark. And then we'll get into more of the NHL playoff series. But we're going to be starting something on Monday with Scott Hastings from Odd Shark every single Every single Monday, the last sort of 10, 15 minutes of our podcast, we're going to bring in our gambling expert, Scott. We're going to throw questions at him. He's going to give us his advice, what picks he's liking in the NHL games. Maybe I'll even ask him some baseball or NBA questions because I'm allowed to do that. And we're going to become smarter because of it. So I'm excited to do that. Uh, We've talked about it for a while, but I'm happy that it's finally sort of materializing here. Uh, Jay, it'll be nice to have an expert on to talk about this stuff. Yeah, I can always use the use the help because my biggest thing is I always bet with my heart, yeah. and that only can take you so far. Mm-hmm. So to have some professional advice would be nice. Now, having said that, I've already gone through Odd Shark, set up my account with Betway, and I have already placed a bunch of bets. So I guess I'll tell him what I'll share with him what I what they are and why I did it, and he'll tell me if I'm an idiot or not. Chalmers, do you have any money on the Oilers yet? I don't. I'm going to do it right off uh, Friday. No, right I like to Friday. wait. I like, I kind of like to wait. I don't like to, uh, bet too far out. Cause then what I find is that I'll bet far out and then I'll get up to the date and I'll just make more bets because I want to <laughs> like, I don't know. Cause I just, I'm weird like that. Well, Chalmers, by waiting, you've just let the Oilers go from 24 to one cup favorites or cup odds to 19 to one. I also don't, I, I, my, my bet of choice is not futures. I no. like, I like gratification in my bet, so I like to bet right before the game and have it pay out after the game, or don't. You know, I don't like winning the cup. That's a that's a long game. I'm not. I'm too. Well, it's part of my my, my overall betting game. portfolio. I've got I'm going cup, conference final, uh, series winners, and then I'm gonna get into the muck. And you're right. I do my game my game bets day of. Uh, if you want a quick synopsis on what the Oilers are paying out like right now, uh, if you want to bet on them straight up to win the series in three, four, or five games, a $100 bet will pay you $52 in profit. So you'll get back one fifty-two. A $100 bet on them to win it in three or four games 
will pay out 220. And that's kind of the way I've been leaning. I agree with you, Chalmers. I've never been big on futures bets, but I've slipped up a little bit for these playoffs. I uh, I won a few big PGA bets. So suddenly my bankroll had, uh, it had expanded quite a bit. So, oh, yeah. how, much, how much money did you make off Tony Finau? Uh, Finau, I had it 80 to one to be the leader after round one. So that was a good day. So I have a cousin that bets on golf and he's very successful at I it. I love it. He does. Yeah, he bets big money, and uh, I can't bring myself to it because I I, I, I want to know your philosophy on it because his philosophy is you bet heavy, like five guys, heavy five guys to win the tournament, and then after the cut, you bet like another three if you have to. If, 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 you're, if your guys are looking, you know, if you got a 50-50 chance now because a couple guys are, are not doing so well, mm-hmm. but like when you're picking – from a field of what could be either 75 or 125 trying to hit on five guys. That just seems like it's, it's, it's too long, but the odds reflect that Mm -hmm. because you get paid out so much if you do win. So, you know, the way I approach it and I didn't win very much off fee now at 80 to one because I have a system of, I sprinkle on them to win. And then I go a little bit on them at top 10. And then I usually hammer top 20 if I like the pick. Because, like, I to me, as nice as it is to put a bunch of $5 bets on guys at 100 to 1 or 70 to 1 or 60 to 1, like, it's just, it's not usually going to work. And you're just going to end up in the immediate hole until you finally hit one. And I, it's just not a system I like. So what I do for it reminds, golf... Sorry, it reminds me a lot of roulette. Where, like, of. you hit one number and you've got the next 36 rolls. You know what I mean? Yeah. To kind of play around with. But if you don't, you're fucked. You'll, you can lose it so fast. Yeah, so what I like to do is a few things. Um, I'll sprinkle on a few winners off the start. Uh, the site I use, CoolBet, actually lets you pick matchups. So I usually find a few matchups I like in there. Sometimes I'll parlay a couple of them so the payout gets a little bit better. And then heading into the weekend is when I go hard on my winners. That's when I'll start putting units on because you get a feel for how the guy's golfing. You get a better feel for the course. I'm far from an expert, but I read the experts and what they say. Uh, you get a bit of a better feel, and that's when you can go heavier on, you know, if you like a guy at 10 to 1 and you really like him, I, I'll bet 10 to 1 on Saturday. I won't really put a lot on 10 to 1 on a Thursday kind of thing. Uh, but back to hockey, here are the futures bets I got. I got Oilers to win the series in three or four games. I don't have any on the Oilers to outright win. I'm only taking the series spread. I, lo- I love this one. Leon Dreisaitl over five and a half points in the series against the Hawks. Like, if the Oilers win it in four games, Drysaddle's getting at least six points, right? Dude, that's your... That sounds like easy money. I don't know. I like it. I think it's good. We'll move on. We'll bring back in Kyler Mimamoto now because we're done with our gambling talk, so he's allowed to participate. Welcome back, Mimamoto. Um, So that kind of brings me to the next topic and the final topic. Again, we'll have Scott Hastings on every Monday to end our podcast. We'll talk about our gambling then. Um, but I wanted to go into some of the other series in the West. We've talked about this on Oilers Nation Radio a little bit. Uh, starting in the West, obviously you have Oilers and Hawks. For those listening at home or for maybe someone on this podcast who doesn't know what the other series are, they are Nashville versus Arizona, Minnesota versus Vancouver, and Calgary versus Winnipeg. I'm most excited for Calgary-Winnipeg. I think that is going to be a hell of a series. I think those two teams will quickly start to dislike each other, and I, I think the Jets are going to win, so I won't mind watching the Flames lose. I'll start with you, Mimamoto. Out West, what other series outside of Edmonton, Chicago, will you have your eyes on? Definitely Winnipeg. Uh, 
Flames. That'll be that'll be such a great series. I'm not sure if the Flames are going to get swept, but they're going to get absolutely owned. I think by by the Jets, uh, mostly by Hellebuck. It's going to end like two one, three one every single game. Even if the Jets' offense goes cold, like Hellebuck is basically the Connor McDavid from 2017 to 2019 uh, for them. Like he's just that good. He's our MVP. Absolutely. He should have gotten some heart votes. I don't think he really did, though. Jay? Uh, oh, I, well, I've, I've said it like nine times. Uh, that series, it's Jets all day. Uh, I just think they're more set up for playoff hockey, and they've got a hot goaltender. Like, you know, as Brian Burke said, like the playoff, initial playoff, it should be called goalie. Like, Kellebuck is, is, is the X factor there. Plus, you know, they're heavy up front and skilled up front, too. Um, so I think I think Calgary's in trouble. Chalmers, do you have an answer other than that? Or are you going to be locked into Flames and Jets? Um, no, I'm, I'm I'm excited about the Flames and Jets, but I do have a question because, like, I come to you guys for this kind of stuff because I don't want to do the research on my own. When I'm looking on the score just to see exactly who is all playing, it says all of for everybody. It says series is tied zero zero, except for like. St. Louis and Colorado. It says yeah. West qualifying round robin. Yeah. So they're doing that with Dallas and Vegas. Yeah. So what? You want me to you explain, explain that to me? Yeah. yeah they're, glorif- they're glorified exhibition games that have seating repercussions. Yeah. So St. Yep. Louis is like all those top four teams in the West are going to play each other. All the top four teams in the East are going to play each other. And then whoever has the most points will be the one seed. Whoever has the second most points will be the two seed. Then the three seed. And then the four seed. So if like you're going to want to pay attention to those games because if the Oilers advance, that could that'll determine who they play in round two. Oh, see that's kind of fun. But so okay, so Dallas and call. Okay, yeah. So that's that's kind of cool. A little round robin between the top four teams. I did not know that that was was happening. So that you get to see Colorado and St. Louis the first game, and then you and then Colorado plays Dallas, and St. Louis plays the Vegas Golden yeah. Knights, and then. It'll be good hockey. Yeah. Okay. That will be good hockey. But yes. So the series that I'm looking forward to the most, uh, yeah, definitely just Colorado or, or, or sorry, Calgary and Winnipeg. That, I don't really give a shit about Vancouver and Minnesota. I mean, who does? Well, I actually think in that series, I think Minnesota is going to be Vancouver. Really? Oh yeah. Thanks. Really? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. What about Arizona Nashville? Nashville is kind of a hot tire fire right now. So, or sorry, uh, Arizona is kind of a bit of a tire fire right now. So that's either going to bring them closer together or they're just going to shit the bed. So Darcy Kemper, man, he's one of the best goalies in the NHL. Arizona will win that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess they're a bunch of like hardworking dudes. So maybe they, yeah, maybe they, they they've got a chance. Sure. Nashville's good. Uh, Nashville's but not solid, as good as they should be. Um, yeah. I, I'm surprised you guys are taking Minnesota over Vancouver, man. I, I think that Canucks team is... I think they got something going there. They got young they were going, But the teams were going on two different trajectories uh, when the season started. But that doesn't stopped. mean like, anything. Like, that was four months yeah. ago. That was four months ago. Yeah, like Minnesota's me, got just... these awesome golf shirts they're all going to be wearing, and they're going to be really bonded and gelled. I don't know. I, I feel like the only thing holding Minnesota back from actually being like a, t- a top 10 team this year uh the whole year was just goaltending dubnik was awful uh, i think they had a rookie capo kakin and he was okay for a few games and then he dropped off but and also had Staylock, who i'm not sure how good he did this year but i know he didn't do like over like a nine percent yeah. percentage yeah but they do have 
absolutely one of, if not the best defenses in the league, which I think obviously it doesn't win series, but it can completely shut down the Canucks. And I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure the Minnesota Wild, they, they beat the Canucks in the season series. Not that yeah. it means anything, but it, it shows that they can shut down guys like Pedersen and Besser and Miller and all the superstar talent they had on forward this year. But I mean, the, the Canucks really, to me, they have that goalie, uh, yeah. Jacob Markstrom. That, yeah. that, that could take him. them. Yeah, they could take yeah. them very far. It, it solely relies on him, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Uh, before we head towards the end of our podcast here, because we're getting there, I want to take a look at the Eastern Conference as well. Uh, the top four teams in the East, for those that need a reminder, Boston, Tampa Bay, Washington, Philly. And then after that, you got Pittsburgh taking on Montreal, Rangers taking on the Hurricanes, Islanders taking on Florida, Columbus taking on the Leafs. Uh, it's pretty easy for me to look at the series I'm not excited about, and that's Islanders-Florida. I think that'll be boring as hell. Um, it's a toss-up between Toronto-Columbus and Carolina-New York. I think I'm going to do Toronto-Columbus. I'm interested to see if John Tortorella can put together a plan to shut down those Leafs. Also, I enjoy the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're the team in the Eastern Conference I always find myself rooting for. Lovable underdogs. I even have that yeah. sweet cannon jersey. So I think I'll be rocking that cannon jersey a little bit and rooting for the Jackets this year. Uh, what about you guys? Johnny Lunchpail. Yeah. Uh, Jay, I'll start with you. A series in the East you like the most? Uh, well, there's, there's two. Uh, I, I think Columbus has a chance to upset the Leafs. Um, similar situation. Like I like Nick Foligno as a captain. Uh, he plays hockey the way it should be played, uh, and he is a play, he is designed to play playoff hockey. So, and Elvis Markukis, or however you pronounce his last Merzilkin. name, Merzilkin. Uh <laughs> If he's if he's still hot, like I know, I know, I know, you can hit Marner and you can hit uh, Matthews out of the game, uh, and just kind of have them become non-factors. And if they come and play heavy hockey, Josh Anderson's healthy. He's a giant unit yeah. out there uh i think columbus has a ch- i'm not i wouldn't bet on it but like obviously i'm so anti-toronto i'm cheering for columbus just because of that but i actually think columbus has a chance uh and then uh the next series and it's only because i'm interested in i or i think i think this team has got a chance to like go far and that's carolina, carolina. Carolina. Yeah, say that. yeah well i put i put money there 40 i got them at 45 to one to win the cup huh. like you, you just got it because the odds are so insane. But uh, I just, I don't know. They they had a good showing last year. And some of these young guys, you know, like Ajo, Turvine, and like they've taken a step. Their defense is solid. Um, and Dougie Hamilton's healthy. So their only question mark really is their goaltending. So I think, I think I, I'm just interested to see how they'll do. And like what, what, what better uh, playoff final? What two playoff or uh, Stanley Cup finals you'd want? You'd want, You'd want Edmonton, Toronto, and Edmonton beating Toronto, obviously, or Edmonton and Carolina for redemption. So that's true. There's the storyline. I kind of agree with you. I I'm definitely looking most forward to uh, Rangers versus Carolina. It's kind of like uh, unstoppable, or immovable object versus unstoppable force. You know, you got Tartemi Panarin, all the all the great forwards they've got on the Rangers, but they have an absolutely garbage defense like bottom five this year. And then you have Carolina, who's kind of got a similar offense. And one of, again, it's not the best defense with Pesce, guys like that. But they have, I want to say, the worst goaltending in the league this year. Even though they put up respectable numbers, they're both backup goalies who played with amazing defense and didn't even put up starting numbers, right? 
Yeah. So goaltending is going to be huge, but so if a goaltender shows up and it's just if 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 it's like a we'll say uh if he can become like a top fifteen goalie in terms of performance, uh, I think that's all they really they they, they need to try to make a run. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if the playoffs, anything can happen. And, I mean, like, both those goalies definitely have potential to do something. Blackhawks won two cups. Well, I don't know if it was two cups with Miami but, uh, or one, but they won a cup with Miami. It wasn't that great. Uh, I'm in the process right now of setting up our Oilers Nation podcast and friends uh, playoff pool. So what do you guys think we should do here? Should we just do the host on the podcast? Mimoto, since you're in on this podcast, you can hop in on the pool. Should we just do that or should we open it up to a few listeners? Um, what's, the, what's the format? What's the format? It's going to be box. You're going to have to click boxes. So like okay. each box has... people in, yeah. let's do, let's do podcast and friends. Um, okay. but, but it, but really? let's keep it, let's keep it tight. You know? So like, should I do first 10 Brad people? Li- you know, Sam Gagne. Uh, I don't really like that. I don't, Sam Gagne. I agree. Actually. I say, I'm saying that it should be like us. Obviously okay. surveyor Brett, if he wants in, obviously, Panko, uh, you know, electric guys that were some of the guys that were in the fantasy. Alan Kramer, uh, football. Alan Kramer, definitely Alan Kramer. And then, I mean, throw it out to like Jordan Buha and Brett Kissel, and they might yeah, be in, right? They should be in. Yeah. And do a podcast and friends. I think that would be the best way to go. Maybe cap it at like twenty. Okay. So what deep I'll down do- inside, we what we would deep down inside, we'd want everyone to join. Mm-hmm. It's just the administration of having everyone is a nightmare yes. because we're a low budget podcast. Yes. Um, okay, so that's what I'll do. I'll set the entry limit to 20, and uh, we'll get all of us in. And then if you want in, here's what you got to do. DM one of the re- either Real Life or Oilers Nation Radio and say, right when you hear this, and say, I want in. And what we'll do is the quickest people to DM, I'll put them in a list, and I'll pick randoms. So you got to DM me, we'll say, by the end of today. So you got to be a date. Like, as soon as the podcast drops, you got to be one of the people that's listening. By the end of the day, I'll pick names out of a hat. A couple lucky listeners will get in as well. Sound good? I love it. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Jay, can we do anything? Like, can we give the winner like a free nation gear or something or other? Oh yeah, yeah. we'll put together uh, a, a decent prize pack for sure. A nice, yeah. a nice, a nice, a nice uh, bunch of Oilers Nation beer. Except if Mimamoto wins, he can't have it. Yeah. Whatever yeah. we're legally allowed. Too to damn do. young. Give it to your dad <laughs> as a little present year. for letting him letting you live in his house. I'm excited for when yeah, Mimamoto. I'm excited for when you can make your appearance at the first Oilers Nation party, Mimamoto. It's gonna be a big day for everyone. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I don't think I'm planning on drinking anytime soon. But I mean, yeah. I can't. Oh, hey, yeah, but... yeah. Good call on the podcast. You don't need to get shut. Not down. even on your 18th birthday. You don't want to see a little tiny ticker up in the top right corner of OilersNation.com. That's just a little tiny thing, but it counts down <laughs> the minutes and the hours until Mimamoto's 18. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. <laughs> no, that'd be amazing. Yeah, you know what? That'd actually that'd actually be great. There you go. Well, when's your birthday? How many months? So you don't say. Um, what are we talking here? Uh, I'm thinking right now. Nine months, April. Yeah. Oh God! When, call us when it's six or four. Yeah, we'll get you back on the, the next pod. playoff run. <laughs> we'll get yeah. you back. Leave a ticker in there. All right. Um, the last thing I want to do. This ties into our betting thing a little bit. Um, you'll be able to make your picks in the. Uh, pool as well because there's an option instead of goalie you can pick a team i saw this floated out on twitter and i'd love to see or have your guys opinion on it the odds to win the stanley cup there are some interesting there are some interesting long shots there 
So right now, the biggest long shots, and I'll rattle them off, try to remember these in your head, but I'm thinking 20 to 1 or better. So you got the Hurricanes, Islanders, Panthers, Predators, Flames, Jackets. Those are all around 24 to 34 to 1. Deeper than that, you got the Canucks at 39 to 1, the Rangers, Coyotes, Wild, and Jets at 49 to 1, and the Habs and Blackhawks, Blackhawks at 74 to 1. And I'm not going to frame this as a gambling question per se, but just which one of the long shots do you think maybe has the best chance of actually going on a run and winning the cup? I'll start with you, Chalmers. You look like you were listening very intently. I was, and because I, I know what Jay's going to say. He's going to say the Hurricanes. Because like, mm-hmm. even without you telling him those odds, he thinks that out of the East, they have a chance. And I, and I locked him in at 45 to 1. Thank you. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, of all those teams, who has a chance? My God, it's hard to argue with JR. Um, when I heard all the names, I, I'm really quite surprised by the Jets considering how deep they went just a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue lines changed I'm, a lot. You know what, dude? A lot has changed. I know. Um, I would have to go with uh, the Carolina Hurricanes with JR. Mimamoto? I'm going to have to go quite the opposite. I think I'm going to bet on the Rangers legally oh. if I could, you know? Yeah. Because, I, like I mean, they've got three goalies who are like, well, I'd say, I'd say two. They have two goalies who are absolutely capable of putting on a run that could win them the cup. Yeah. And not just that, they have way more talent, even at forward. And at defense, yeah. they look shaky the whole year, but they were definitely trending upwards with guys like Adam Fox and uh, Libor Hayek. They're coming into their own this season. Truba. Yeah, Truba. He looked but terrible. He, and then now is, they're, two, they're two young goalies. This will be their first playoff yeah. experience. So. I yeah. think you gotta. I think you gotta lean in with with the with the king to see if he's got any jam for the playoffs. The so, yeah, was crazy in the KHL playoffs, yeah. though. I gotta say. Well, Mikko Koskinen was. A That's also why I was in the Koskinen KHL. Yeah. Jay, so. which long shot do you like? Are you going with Canes? Uh, Canes outside of that. Um, I would probably, if I was going outside of the Canes, I'd probably, and I had to take one of these teams. I'd probably go Preds. Ah, you know, if Pekka Rene plays well, maybe. They got a nice blue line, too. Maybe, yeah. He's a wild card because you know, he hasn't been good for a while. To piggyback on uh, Mimamoto's sentiment, there's really only one storyline that's left for an old player who hasn't won anything in this league right now. It's Lundqvist. Like, that's in, like, that's Hank, in the playoffs. Like Henry, like Henry Lundqvist. Yeah, that's in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm... Yeah. So, my heart... When I was when you guys were talking about hurricanes earlier, and I knew Jay was going to say it, I was thinking, man, I would like to see the Rangers go far because when Messier went to the Rangers, they were my second favorite team because Messier was my favorite player. And when they won in '94, I was like, that you know they were they were strong contention for my favorite hockey team, but could never beat the Oilers. And I've always had a, a love in my heart for Hank, and I I think. I think I'm going to go with Mimimoto now. You give me 100 bucks, I put him on the Rangers with my heart. My heart over my brain. I would right. I think whoever comes out of that series is going to go all the way to the finals, to be honest. They could. For me, it's the Jets. I think Connor Hellebuck's too good. I think he can single-handedly steal you a best of five. I think he can give you a great shot to win a best of seven. If guys like Line a and Ehlers really get going, they have great scoring depth. My pick is the Jets. But uh, it's going to be fun twice a week doing this podcast and actually having like games and shit to talk about. It's going to be unreal. I'm excited. I know everyone listening to this is excited as well. Uh, before we wrap up, should let you know, special, they're the playoff design, right? That's what we're calling them? 
the playoff can design. The playoff can design is out now. So make sure you, if you're of age, go pick those up. Get your drink on during the playoffs and party responsibly. Uh, big shout out to Oodle Noodle. Big shout out to Jappa as well. Love everything Jappa does. Thank them for being a great sponsor of the pod. Mimamoto, thanks for giving us an hour of your time, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks you guys uh, for having me on. Let me rant and stuff. It was, it was great. Yeah, oh, it was great. Better to do. Let's be honest. Yeah, come on. Hey, I mean, I mean, that's true. That's <laughs> seventeen true. That's years old, man. <laughs> I, I don't even know what I was doing at seventeen years old. You have a job? Uh no. <laughs> no Twitch. Twitch is his job. Instagram. I love it. Being a meme lord. Be like, be like Nick. Be like Nick Merckx, man. Get that money. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a meme worthy playoff preview. I think is what I'm going to call it. Jay Chalmers, thanks for giving me an hour as well. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Enjoy Saturday, Oilers fans. We are, by the time I drop this podcast, I think we'll be about 43 hours away from Oilers playoff hockey. Enjoy it. Episode 197 of the Real Life Podcast is over. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.